We are going to be recording the Like Folio podcast live from the Benzinga Fintech Awards on May 24th. You can come out and join us, hang out with us, have bourbon with us. There's so many great people going to be at this event. A lot of fintech uh, companies unveiling new products and features. Like Folio is up for an award under the uh, Creating Alpha category, which I think we should win in a landslide. But they're having a spring sale on tickets right now. BZAwards.com. Get there to the website so you can get there in person and hang with us, have some bourbon, and talk stocks. Can't wait to see you there. There's a smart new website that will change the way you invest using social media. Like Folio. Here to explain a team of brothers, Andy and Landon Swan, of Like Folio. And they've always been building out great technology at the intersection of social and trading. Powered by unique social data. Analyzed by legendary traders. The Like Folio broadcast starts right now. Nick, we might need to turn the volume up. Everybody at home, it's sounding like this. <laughs> Everybody's been listening to Life Fully. was busy counting their money. I wish we could push smell through the uh, speakers because mm. it smells like money in here too, big time. Benji's. Nothing I mean, but we're, Benji's. We're talking serious, it smells serious like, it smells mojo. Like Tubman's in here. <laughs> <laughs> We've got, um, yeah, so April 13th, we put out the note. Did a podcast that this was the perfect earnings season. And um, for stock pickers, and boy, has that proven to be true. It's just, it's a pretty mixed bag, uh, what we've seen. We put out um, five picks on the Like Folio blog and through the app and talked about it on, um, and talked about it on the podcast. So here they were. Um, the buys were Ford, which reported on Thursday morning. Uh, Ford was just such a great setup because it was total divergence opportunity. We saw climbing, uh, like folio consumer sentiment and purchase intent mentions as the stock sort of struggled. And then they come out uh, Thursday morning with um, record sales, F-150 just through the roof, stocks up nicely. So there's one for one. I got to say, I was excited when I saw that one come out. Yeah. I I was waiting for it. Yeah, because it's tough. Um, You know, cars are such a big purchase that you're not, you know, the the lead time on that purchase decision is a lot longer than than it is for a GoPro or Fitbit. We're talking days versus, you know, days and GoPros and Fitbits versus months. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's just the start for Ford. Um, everything we're seeing says, you know, that was a divergence opportunity and usually those last for quite a while. So loving Ford. Um, plus one, one last thing to yeah. mention, it, it popped, uh, roughly 3%. It's sitting at around 14 bucks. So it's not like it went through the roof. Like you said, there's a lot of lead time there. Yeah. It's still a great opportunity to buy. I think. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's just, um, the beginning of a story. Um, you know, Ford and those F one fifties, man. I mean, just a phenomenal product that dominates. My dad's about to get an F one fifty. Is that right? He's got a Ford Ranger right now and the Escalade, and he's getting rid of both and just getting the F one fifty. So he has kind of like the because they're luxurious inside now. 
Oh, you can get them just tricked out. So he's going to have his luxury inside, and he's going to have his functionality on the outside. Wasn't he on the waiting list for the Tesla Model X? He he was going to get on the waiting list, but then when he saw that it started at like 80 or Hmm. 75, he was expecting it to start at somewhere around 55, 60. Yeah. So he kind of bowed out. Okay. Well, we'll get to Tesla in a minute because I know a lot of people are waiting for an update on that one. Mm -hmm. Um, The second one we talked about, the only other... Uh, buy that we put out publicly uh you know our our premium clients get a little bit different uh or a little bit broader uh coverage but publicly we talked about dunkin donuts uh having very strong consumer sentiment 98 positive along with increasing purchase intent mentions and though the stock on thursday after earnings took a little bit of a hit it's very small like 50 cents they were talking minor minor the the headline and the uh, earnings report and revenue report were right on that their breakfast stuff um, was bringing them to I think record sales levels that they were taking market share from Starbucks which was pretty much the point of what we were talking about because people asked about Starbucks and that led us to uh, Dunkin Donuts as a better option and I still think that continues and the stock you know it, it got a little hit this morning after it reported. But it's since bounced back. It's pretty much break even at the moment. Oh, good. So quick recovery. Yeah. So Dunkin' Donuts. Still game on. That's good to go. As long as there's not another phase of the Atkins craze, (laughs) (laughs) which is just so destructive for that industry, the donut industry. I I swear I hear the word donut and I just want a donut. I have to have a donut now. Yeah. Maybe we should just go. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. I'm in. Uh, on the sell side, the first was Netflix, which we've been warning on for quite a while. And, um, you know, that's down to like 90 bucks now. We've, um, that one I really think could be like a 50, $60 stock based on the erosion of social data that we're seeing, the increase in people talking about canceling, the decrease in people talking about subscribing. Um, that's a bad combination for a subscription model. Um, so I think Netflix, I mean, we got a lot of profit in that trade, um, but I don't mind continuing to stay greedy on it. Like you mentioned when you did the uh, solo podcast, you know, there's so much competition out there now. So I've recently got the fourth gen Apple TV, which I love, but I find myself utilizing the Netflix app almost the least out of the other video apps. So I'm doing HBO now, which is a paid HBO app. I'm using um, Hulu, which I didn't like at first, but now I'm starting to like it a little more. They've got great movie selection. It's just a little bit more. I didn't know Hulu had movies. I didn't either, and then I stumbled across it. When it first came out, was it just TV shows? I'm pretty sure it was just network-based TV shows. Oh. I don't know. This is the first time I've ever been on Might it, but I'm check pretty it again. sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Amazon Prime Video is just equally as good as Netflix, in my opinion, maybe even a little bit better. And it comes with your Prime subscription, which also comes with free two-day shipping, free same-day shipping here in Louisville Yeah, for eligible products. Free everything. It comes with the free Prime music. I mean, dude, Amazon's eating everybody up, including day, even day. Netflix. Including Netflix. Um, so Hulu, Hulu's got that little edge because they've got you know, the fresh, brand-new episodes the day after they air. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Netflix has got great original content, but I don't know that that's... 
you know, that's almost like table stakes now. They kind of invented that, I feel like, in mm-hmm. terms of the um, streaming services having these great shows. But now... Hulu's got original content. Amazon's got original content. Obviously, HBO does. Obviously. They're, they're the king of original content. And so it's kind of just a tougher market. There's It's a lot bloodier waters now for Netflix. And um, I know I've said it before probably too many times, but... When you have a stock that has had such a multi-year run and everyone thinks that it can do no wrong, um, Netflix falls under that category and Apple probably falls under that category. Mm -hmm. Everyone thinks it can do no wrong. It becomes a very crowded trade. Everybody's already in it. And when that consumer sentiment, that um, consumer enthusiasm starts to fade it's almost like the stock can't unwind fast enough and that that reversal um becomes a a little bit longer term type of deal than people expect a lot of people on both apple and netflix right now are saying all right buy the dip because buying the dip has always worked but that's true when you have a strong consumer base that is buying the product up as soon as you can put it out. But that's not the case anymore for Netflix and Apple. And that's what's changed. And that's why buy the dip on these two could be an old story that traps people, you know, at higher prices. Because both of them have saturated consumer base. And neither of them are really doing anything super exciting right now. I mean, Netflix has a a pretty big limit on super exciting things. Right. All they can really do is a super exciting uh, original series. But, you know, Apple can do all kinds of exciting things, but, you know, Steve Jobs has been gone for a while now and they've ran through his pipeline of ideas. You know, it's just not getting exciting anymore. I used to go to this Apple Insider blog all the time, like twice a day and read articles, constantly wanting to be updated on what's going on with Apple. I found myself fading away from doing that about six to nine months ago. Yeah. And now maybe I check it once every two weeks. So that just shows you my enthusiasm. You knew I was a big Apple guy. Yeah. Now I really just don't, like nothing's really exciting. Oh, it's a different size. It's a different color. I mean, Absolutely. this is not exciting stuff. I mean, it's cool, and they're an amazing company, and they have tons of cash. They got $223 billion or something? Probably like one of the top record, five record companies levels. of all time. Absolutely. But I'm the, not hating by any No, means. I agree. But the trade is crowded, and there's nothing creating enthusiasm That's among exactly the consumer base. And so enthusiasm disparity there, but, but you're right though. The difference between Netflix and Apple is Apple could come out with a car tomorrow Mm -hmm. or some sort of flying. I mean, you have no idea what they have going in the secret lab. Netflix, you know, they're kind of, I mean, they would have to make a really big change in their whole, uh, what they're about to do something that innovative or creative. Um, so, that's the difference between the two. I mean, Apple is, um, you know, we're just taking a huge victory lap on Apple oh, right now. Well, you have I mean, to. Well, you especially because you hung in there. You and I were in that vertical for a while together. Yeah. yeah. I, I took the loss, but yeah. you, I can't remember what you did. Did you just short? Uh, I was shares? shorting. Uh, I was cons. I, I also, um, not publicly, but was selling, uh, calls, uh, when it was like at 107, sure. for quite a while, I was selling some 110s and 115 calls and then just bought a few puts. But um, going into the earnings, which I didn't really want to put out there as, as something I thought, 
you know, we're kind of in a tough spot here because I don't want to be recommending specific trades all the time and putting people in positions where, you know, especially like right now, we're four for five on this earnings season. Um, the one that we missed was serious, uh, XM, the stock didn't do much, but our, but our data was wrong. I mean, we saw, uh, sentiment dropping, purchase intent falling, but actually they saw subscriber growth of 11%. So our data was wrong. Maybe it was early. Maybe next quarter is where the fall off happens. But anyway, we're coming out there and we're saying, all right, we're four for five. We're really hot. That's when we have to cool down on how specific we get about what trade to make or not. I've been in this game for too long to think that because I've hit three in a row, the fourth one's an automatic to go in. And a lot of newer people, which we get on, you know, as listeners like Folio and and our content, a lot of uh, people are chasing hot performers, which is the wrong way to go about things. So I don't want to be one of those hot performers that puts out Absolutely. specific stuff. Plus the other thing we have to keep reminding ourselves here, you know, us like folio team is this data is powerful and strong just because it isn't reflected right away in the earnings report doesn't mean it's not going to be reflected in the next two to four to six weeks after the earnings report, which is why we've talked about giving ourselves more duration in a lot of these trades. Yeah, And you know, the, the, um, the serious thing, sure they had 11% growth, but what if they come out, in another two months and say, hey, we've got an issue going on here, subscriber, blah, 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 blah. You know, it, it just might not have been reflected yet. Yeah, and especially with, um, it's especially true with subscription models like Sirius um, because a consumer can state on Twitter or the data sources that we look at a intent to cancel. And they may be prepaid for three months, they may be prepaid for six months. We don't know necessarily when that subscription ends or erodes. Or they may be talked into some super cheap subscription plan for two yeah. ninety nine a month. That's where right. Sirius is really not getting a whole lot of situ- margin on that situation. The retention uh, stuff. So um, it's a little tougher one for us to predict. Um, but definitely, what in any event, um, extremely happy. With the way these um, these five public picks came in for us, you know, just sort of re-established in my mind, you know, that um, this data is really good and really powerful, and people should be taking advantage of it. Um, so, looking ahead, now that we've kind of done our victory dance, mm-hmm. um, looking ahead again on all five of those names, I'm staying with I'm staying with all five. I'm staying with the initial um, bias on all five. I don't like Netflix. I do like Ford. I do like Dunkin' Donuts. I don't like Apple, although their innovation, game-changing capability scares me away from just like staying short for a long period of time. And I really don't like Sirius. So um, I'm sticking with all of them. You know, so far, so good. That's the point. Yep. And now we look ahead to um, ne- next week. I mean, we're kind of at the the tail end of the cool part of earnings Absolutely. season. This this week was really the 
last of the big heavy hitters like Man, Amazon, so Facebook, and LinkedIn. Yeah. What else did you trade? I know that Ticker Tank was putting out some cool stuff. I did. Uh, I've done Twitter, Facebook, and let's see. All right. Let's talk about those two real quick. Okay. Um, Twitter, they just, it's something, I don't know what that company. It's not clicking. It's just, it seems just drifting. I love the product so much. And the people that we work with there sure. are so awesome. And that data product uh, that they have is phenomenal. But at the top and just the overall approach to what they're doing, the difference between what's going on at Facebook and what's going on at Twitter has never been more clear than you know this earnings cycle where Facebook comes out and just blows everything away with it. like over a billion something Daily users, three billion daily, and four hundred million Instagram daily users. Yeah, and Twitter's putting out you know three hundred ten, three hundred thirty monthly uh-huh. users. It's just like Snapchat was like a little over hundred million. Is it? Yeah, yep, it was. Every time I get into Snapchat and try it out for a little while, it's funky UI. It's funky and it's weird to work with and it's fun, but. Nothing for me is as addictive as Twitter. I don't know why. I think it's the likes and the retweets and that sort of dopamine drip that sure. I get off of, you know, people hitting that. Like I liked button. your cut content. Uh-huh. Pretty instantaneous grat- gratification. But um, I guess it's possible Snapchat is taken from from both of them. It's very especially. possible, especially with the younger crowd. Yeah. We do track... Um, data on Snapchat, Uber, a bunch of these kind of unicorn pre-IPO companies. So we should do a private company show. Remind me, we should do one of those in the next little bit. That would be fun to that do when, fun. when things are a little more dead in the, uh, in the public markets. So I'm down for that. Yeah. Um, so what, anyway, we're at the tail end of a phenomenal earning season. What do we have left? Is there anything next week is uh derby week. So in Louisville, that's pretty much all my brain can think about, but we've got um, some earnings left, right? We do. There's there's five. So I, I glanced through next week earnings, and there's five really decent consumer brands, um, or actually a couple of them are really good. First, we've got Papa John's, Fitbit, Tesla, Whole Foods, and Zynga. And the only reason I wrote Zynga down is because we did an episode on it. Yeah. And we need to... Um We've got to get into Tesla here because um, we put out a note, I think it was uh, probably about a month ago, where we said that the Tesla um, social data was not looking so good and that going into the um, Model 3... Well, first backtrack, Yeah, we put out the initial note when it was at 190 or 150. 150, yeah. And it rallied all the way to 200. Yeah, we put out the bullish note then um, that Tesla was looking amazing at 150. It goes up to like 220 or 230, yeah, 238, right. I it think. Was, it was right around, it was right around 236, 238, exactly. Yeah. And that's we, when we, when we hit the brakes. That's when we hit the brakes because the social data was starting to look bearish. At 238, that's when I flipped to a short at 238. And we were right for a few days. And then Elon Musk started tweeting like crazy and just driving that puppy all the way to the roof, man. He did, and they got uh, 400,000 pre-orders of that 
uh, Model 3, but here's, okay, so here's the crux of the Tesla update for everybody that's been hounding me, which is a lot of people. Um, the Model 3 pre-orders or the waiting list, mm-hmm. what I am seeing when I look at the Likefolio data in terms of purchase intent mentions, especially is that the Model 3 waiting list is detracting from the Model S and Model X sales. Okay. Current sales. So I think that what has happened... Now, 400... Don't get me wrong. 400,000. Strong. Unbelievable number. But there's a chunk in there that are waiting for more details on that Model 3 in terms of when they're going to get it and uh, exact pricing, all that stuff, that... Uh, is keeping them that a, a chunk of those were Model S or Model X prospects. And so I think that could hold back um, current earnings. I think it could hold back uh, sales over the next six to nine months. So what I'm saying is I am comfortable because of all the profit we have in the bank on Tesla. So 150 to 236. I mean, we've got 86 bucks a share in profit. Plus we've had other, I mean, we just nailed Tesla over and over. And so now I'm short from 238. And because I'm already in it and because I see uh, social data on the unknown, the Model S and Model X demand is not as good as it should be because I think of the Model 3 demand being way higher. Mm-hmm. Um, Cannibalizing a little. So because of all that, and because I'm already short, I'm comfortable being short. The stock's at 248, 249, down like 11 bucks a share. Right it's, around there. It's almost nothing. Um, now, am I going to be a little nervous going into an earnings report that Elon Musk leads? Yeah. yeah. So maybe next week I'm going to rethink this. Um, but for now, I'm comfortable. I think that Tesla is overpriced where it is right now, um, personally. But it's not something that I'm going to say, hey, Joe, new investor to the market, you should go out. Then the first thing you should do is short Tesla. There's a lot better trades than that. Absolutely. A lot better trades. Absolutely. It's it's pushing sideways into uh, earnings consolidating. Yeah. I know Landon's long the 245, 255 put vertical. Yeah. So he's uh, holding tight in that particular spread. You're just short, straight up short shares from 238. Yeah. I never did anything after you – know, I, I played at the bullish side, but I haven't touched the bearish side – after seeing this consolidation, I'm really considering positioning something bearish into this earnings event. Yeah. I like that. You're going to join me. I think so. It's more fun as a team. Oh, I agree. hundred <laughs> percent. If I, um, if I do hold into earnings, I will have a protective option position, um, that limits my exposure. If the, if if everything is wrong and the stock goes flying up, I'm not going to just smart. I'm not going into it. Um, balls to the wall. No, no, I'm not. So that's our Netflix update. Um, just, just, I'm just hanging in there. Whole lot of updating going on here today. Yeah. It's awesome. It's just so exciting. I love earning season. It's like, again, it's our favorite times of year. Mm -hmm. And What what do you, what do you think about Fitbit next week? Um, 
I haven't dug into the data. That's one of the ones we get most requested by our professional clients because uh, it and GoPro both, I think it's because of their newness and the post-IPO blues that a lot of people have from the stock tanking. I don't know about Fitbit because I see them everywhere. I, does everybody already own one? It's a good question. I do I mean, I see them all over the place. I don't know why I need I a new I see them everywhere, but when I get into the social, you know, in the app, because I, I just got this one two weeks ago. In the Fitbit app. In the Fitbit app, under social, there was a very limited amount of people, you know, in my Facebook feed and in mm. my phone contacts that had Fitbits. So it was weird. I mean, I was expecting there to be tons of people for me to add as friends. Maybe the ones that, maybe the people you hang out with in real life are more like you. And then you have <laughs> yeah. this whole group of people that you used to know that Facebook has an email address for that aren't into that stuff. True. Because it's almost like every single friend I have has a Fitbit and is in competitions with me. But it's like Crocs. You remember Crocs back um, probably 06, 05. Huge rally in the stock. It was the next big thing. And boom. Boom. Just the bottom fell out of it. And the reason was nobody bought a second pair. You know, they were, they're good for what they're good for. And they last a long time. They last a long time. And the Fitbit, I'm just not sure why I need it, why I would need another one. We should mention, um, you mentioned GoPro. They're also reporting next week. Okay. Uh, GoPro, I'm, Continuing to position long, I think 12 to 13 bucks is pretty good, uh, long term entry point for that, for that stock. I, I like it off of, you know, $72 highs way down here. Expectations are uh, in the gutter and the social day is just not that bad. We actually saw a little bit of a shift. You would think that people were purchasing GoPros and the expectation was they were purchasing them in the fourth quarter of 2015 holiday sales and that sort of thing. But it's actually like the shift happened this shift, the shift where you would normally see that in the fourth quarter. We saw a good amount of that in the first quarter of, and, and even into April. And so longer term, I like um, GoPro. I think they've got kind of a bad rep and there's still a lot of consumer enthusiasm and a lot of purchasing going on of GoPro stuff. So it's one of those where I think, um, they've already beaten, they've already squeezed the, the blood out of that as, as much as they can. Cool. Um, all right, cool. So great show, great earnings season. Make sure you're listening at home. Surely you're done counting your money by now. You can, you <laughs> <Maybe> can, <not. laughs> you can, uh, open up, uh, a podcasting app of your choice. If you're on iPhone, it's just the little purple podcast icon. Just go in there and search like folio and hit subscribe and every episode will just pop up. It's really cool. Um, make sure you get the like folio app uh, where we always make sure every piece of content that we put out is updated. Get a little notification and, um, you know, hit us up like folio on uh, Twitter or Andy at likefolio.com. Next week is Derby week. We're looking good. We're feeling good. And hope you are too. Catch you on the next episode. Yeah.